0: happy monday everybody welcome back to the pot at the palace scotty borderline and i are here at the uh, natty state sports studio and what we were told was a a catastrophic and life-threatening ice event here in northwest arkansas that uh, at least where we're at turned out to be i don't know just uh kind of a a moderate rain the worst
1: the worst part of it was walking from my front door to the car i didn't have any issues after that not even leaving my own neighborhood or getting driving up Dixon or, or anything. So right. that, was, that was a great way to start my Monday, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy. I, I know I woke up at about three o'clock last night and I just had a notification on my Twitter that uh, you know, one of the meteorologists had gone live and i saw the thing about you know it's catastrophic events so dangerous out do not drive in the morning i sent yeah. that to you and andrew at, at 3 a.m sorry if i woke you up but i was like no man. i saw it like 12
1: <laughs> minutes later i'm glad you sent that but I, then i got on i think it was dan scoff right yeah and so yeah. i went to his twitter and he was going live i think it was a little bit after six o'clock my alarm went off and he's walking up and down dixon and he's like man this, these roads have you know improved so much since (laughs) you know i was out here at 2 a.m or whatever um basically 35 and raining you know kind of got rid of the ice i guess so right well i mean complaints here
0: the uh at the end of the day though the the skies are dreary in Fayetteville, and it's you know probably a combination of the the terrible january weather and uh well quite frankly a terrible basketball team or at least the product they're putting on the floor right now Um, man, this is going to be some combination of like, uh, event, uh, a roast, like a therapy session maybe before we try to give our thoughts on, uh, what we would do if we were in Eric Musselman's shoes. Um, I don't know, man, like Scotty, the the title of our last episode was, can Arkansas start stacking wins in sec play? I, I think the answer to that is an emphatic. No. Yeah. Um, Razorbacks lost 77, 64 to South Carolina. Um, at home in, in a game that I don't think was even as competitive as like the already lopsided score kind of indicated. Uh, no momentum carried over from that A&M game. We thought maybe they would. Uh, they just lay, laid another complete egg, uh, yeah. and, and it's kind of inexcusable in front of the home crowd again. Uh, now we've seen Arkansas at Bud Walton lose to UNC Greensboro. Uh, they got their doors blown off. The worst, lot, most lopsided defeat in Bud Walton history by Auburn, 32 points. Um, and then they just trailed from from beginning to end against a South Carolina team that's 15-3, and three, um, but that's a misleading record. They were without one of their better players, and quite frankly, I don't think they're that good. Uh, before we get into an actual analysis here, if, if that's possible, um, I want to give you the floor, Scotty, to address the elephant in the room, which was Arkansas's just lack of effort, energy, enthusiasm, all yeah. those things that Musselman's kind of built this program on at home again
1: i just out I, yeah I, i'm struggling to understand how this happens and you know you that was the first thing that you mentioned on you know the what we know from from media row and it was i think it's what kind of everybody left the left bud the other day thinking it's just like this team's just flat doesn't have much doesn't have any juice at all um and you know they had arkansas finally the t-mark hit two hit back-to-back threes yeah to pull Arkansas within six right and they find Arkansas finally got the crowd in it for like felt what felt like the first time all day true and what we've seen over and over again is like I guess it's just the energy and effort on defense helps you not get stops like and they just yeah. like they they just can't there's just something missing with this team being able to really dig deep and get just one stop just one mm. momentum stop. Like T. Mark did the did the he took care of the offensive part and hit a couple of momentum shots. Provided the pop, yeah. Provided the pop, hit a couple momentum shots, and now it's up to the defense to you know hold up their end of the deal. And they just dude, they're just unable. And mentioned mentioned it the other day too. Arkansas is officially now 105th defensively um, nationally in efficiency, and that's it's gross. I just can't believe that 11th. Um, in SEC only games, last in SEC only games in offensive efficiency. They're just, I mean, you could, we could talk about one problem, I feel like, for this entire episode, but
0: yeah, they're just, uh it's I mean, they're a bad basketball team right now. I yeah. mean, they just are. And I hate to say that and, and be overly critical. Yeah, I get it. There's 13 games left to play, whatever. Maybe they'll figure it out, but, uh, we have no reason to believe that's going to happen at this point. And, and we thought maybe that Texas A&M game, uh, you know, that was the kind of stuff that can give a team momentum and give them that jolt uh, to kind of carry over and build on yeah. moving forward. But, you know, in hindsight, we could also look back at, back at it and say, Arkansas played a great first half against Texas A&M, a Texas A&M team that looked slow and, not ready to play, and yeah, maybe yeah. They looked
1: like they had to bus forty-five minutes to Austin, right? Yeah, you it, know, through the through some, you know, some ice that they never get.
0: Exactly. They had some weird travel. They were coming off the high of that win over Kentucky. As much as Arkansas looked good, um, but, but I mean, the second half was essentially a disaster in yeah. that game for Arkansas. I mean, they blew a twenty-point lead. Um, you know, here comes Texas A&M, and and you know. Had it not been in, for the heroics of Tremont Mark, like Arkansas would have lost that game. Yeah, uh, and imagine where they would be at. And you know, that was their the now.
1: It, you look at it, and they're one shot from being, they're one shot away from being zero and five. It's crazy in the league. Yeah, and then you've got a road game against the team that's improved. Yeah. Uh, over last year, and then what do you know? Maybe the most talented team in America is coming to your building for game day in a week. I mean, you could be, you could potentially, without that T Mark shot, be looking at oh an zero seven start. Yeah, I mean, realistically. Um, it's terrifying you go to the the (laughs) effort and energy and enthusiasm piece i think is a is that might be the most troubling thing because Mm. we've not seen issues like this with an eric team like they event like his teams have eventually bought in at some point right
0: Um, they've always played hard yeah
1: for sure they've always played hard that's yes absolutely um and you know jeremiah davenport is you know, he's the mercenary that gets sent to the post game the other day. He's face palming before questions or even, even start flying. And he's, you know, he's being asked all these questions about wh- like, how do you get it turned around? And he's like, everybody's got to buy in. Um, that's coming from a guy that's in the locker room. Yep. Older guy. He, you know, he's, he's the energy guy. Mm-hmm. And so it probably, what do you think it, it looks like energy wise to Jeremiah Davenport? You know, cause if he's, He's been the energy guy. It probably feels pretty flat in the in that yeah. locker room. I would imagine,
0: dude. If you think about, are the only two times we've had Jeremiah Davenport after that South Carolina game and after that debacle in in Tulsa against Oklahoma, and he was kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah, of, that sounds about right. We're not connected defensively. Like he's, he he yeah. kind of calls it how he sees it for sure. And uh, yeah, man, like it, it's it's just troubling, you know, when you have. Like Minifield, for example, after that Auburn game, or when he walked in there and said, "You know, we quit." Boy, that's a red flag. You don't want to hear that. And then yeah. Davenport after this game, especially in your freaking SEC opener, right at home. Are you serious? In what front do you mean? You a really quit? good crowd. Yeah, like you can't. Like I just, I don't, I don't know that the team's got any right. pride about. Like, it. what the hell are you talking about? You quit. And then after that Lipscomb game, where they probably should have lost that one, and Tremont Marcus up there, I think it was you that asked him, like, what is the the identity and the personality of this team. So he I don't like,
1: have an answer for you right now. Yeah. Is what he said. Are you
0: serious? Make something that's up.
1: Still stu- like, that's still stuck. That's like that, that comment sends into my brain. Like, that
0: should have been the point where we looked at each other and went, Oh shit. Like this they is don't, not, they just don't have it. Right. Yeah. And we keep seeing, you know, this kind of build and, and then with Davenport to sit up there, you know, when he's asked like, why is this happening? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, we I think
1: what thing. sealed it for me, that. I mean, this obviously could they turn it around? Sure. Yeah, why not? But but I just I think it's fair to say that I just don't I don't see it happening at this Mm -hmm. point. Like there's we've got too much data, and my favorite metric, as much as I like to talk about these Ken Palm numbers, is the freaking eye test. These dudes look like they're not connected. They look like they don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of pride about them, uh, especially on the defensive end. And then on offense, it's just they don't share the ball well, which. Might be an indication of a lack of connectivity and chemistry and cohesion, Um, but I think what what really pushed me over the edge the other day is I looked at you at the final media timeout of the second half and I said I think I'm out. Yeah. On this group, and it's the fact that Arkansas got hammered in the first half. They went down into halftime down a dozen. Yep. What does South like? How did they respond to that by letting South Carolina shoot almost sixty two percent from the floor?
0: Yeah, they folded. Yeah, and it it's crazy. And by the way, we'll go ahead and plug ourselves here, but like the written content is coming, people. Yeah. Um, and a state sports, we're getting the website up and running, and so we're Curtis
1: has one up right now, by the way. Exactly, you go, go yeah. Ahead and
0: read it. So we're excited to start contributing to that. Um, but one of the things I wrote in there was that I felt like South Carolina exhibited more energy doing their post game TikTok videos on the by yeah. Nolan Richardson floor than Arkansas did the whole forty minutes of the damn game. Yeah, and maybe that's harsh, but it's just true. Like they just they just didn't bring it, and you know, it's just a it's just a conglomeration of of bad things. Like no sooner than Musk comes out and and kind of publicly commits to, look, I get it, I've got to shrink this rotation, we got to roll with the seven or eight guys. Uh, he plays a dozen, Scotty, in the first in half. half because he yeah. couldn't find more than one or two at a time who would just play hard, yeah, and and play with some sort of focus and and energy and effort, um, and so. You know, he got asked if uh, if he felt like maybe that flux in the rotation is affecting the guys. And I understand that question, but I also understand it from his standpoint. I understand his answer where he said, well, what do you want us to do? Like, not try different guys? You know, right. like, did you watch what was going on feels out there? It like they've tried every five-man combination, <laughs> though, right? It's nuts, point. man. What did you say uh, last week? Was it 50 different five-man combinations I that think, they tried? Yeah, and I'm that- sure...
1: That, that number is higher
0: that. after this game. Right. I mean, we had first half Deneje Harris minutes out there. So I, yeah, I think was mean, well, we hadn't gotten that
1: in a what felt like what yeah. was it maybe one of the games in the Bahamas? He, did, he just he got tossed yeah, in there. He late got in the there, first there for a Memphis against, or Carolina, one of the two. That's games. right.
0: That's right. And he came in with that second unit against uh, Wilmington when they just randomly subbed five guys in. Yep. But I don't know, man. Like I don't, I, I just, I don't blame, well, in a way I blame us because listen, and he even said it himself, like this kind of stuff ultimately all falls back on the coaches. Like he understands he's failed so far with this group. um, But where I don't blame him is just continuing to just throw crap at the wall and hope it sticks. Because at this point, like, what are you going to do? Like, I I don't see any point in us uh, sitting here anymore and like refreshing, like who is or isn't in the rotation or who should or shouldn't be Uh, who the hell knows. Like, I I think it's just going to be a revolving door and, Man, hopefully you find five guys who will get after it, uh, you know, on a nightly basis. That's
1: what, that's what I, I think I said it on the post game show. It's like it's unfortunate basketball's rules mandate that you have to throw five guys out there because at this point I don't know that Eric's got five guys that you know he feels great about. It's crazy. And so, what do you like? What do you even do with that? I just I, I'm I'm literally just kind of at a loss, dude. I I, at, I just don't even know. Point.
0: Like I guess the maybe the question I'll throw it to you is. You know, aside from Tremont Mark, I guess we can agree on Tremont Mark. Um, Like, is there one player that stands out to you that, you know, has to be in there? Or maybe it just has to be a consistent impact guy for Arkansas to accomplish anything noteworthy. And what I mean by that is just be competitive. Like, I don't know that at this point anybody really stands out to me. Like, a, a few weeks ago, I would have said Trevin Brazil. Yeah. I I no longer believe that uh, until we're we're seeing otherwise. Uh, in fact, I, I'm not sure how much I would play him right now. Yeah, because um, he's
1: not being productive in the minutes no. that you're
0: on either you're end giving him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: mean, mentioned it the other day too. Seven guys took as many or more shots than him. It just can't happen. It's just, just the the lack of aggressiveness. And then you know he he grabbed six boards the other day, um, a block and a steal. But just the the three field goal attempts like.
0: That's, that's just not gonna get it done. And and it is I don't understand. It's it. it's a bit irritating on our end because everybody asks about it and and people rightfully want answers about it. Um we ask about it. Yeah, like specifically ask about Trevin Brazil. It happened again after this game, and must, and he has every right to do this, and I get where he's coming from, from like not wanting to single out an individual or whatever, but he doesn't answer. So when we ask about Brazil only taking three shots or not being aggressive or not getting it going or whatever, um, it becomes an answer that uh, is kind of a a catch-all for the team. On yeah, we don't cut hard, we don't work to get open.
1: It's either that or you know it's not about (laughs) just one guy. We need. I remember after the Lipscomb game when he took he had like seven points on six shots (laughs) or something like that. It was six points on on seven shots. Do you want him to be? more assertive and it's you know we need everybody to be more assertive right so it's, it's,
0: which i agree but yeah 100
1: percent agree with that but yeah it's uh it's an interesting deal man and i don't i think i love tb i you know i've got i got to know him pretty well when i wrote a um big story on him back before the the season started and um it's just this is not what i expected you know what i mean wow. and as of last week um you know he was a top, the a projected top 20 pick according to ESPN plus um in their their mock draft and i don't think you can i think you cannot argue that right now he does not belong there no yeah
0: he doesn't he,
1: doesn't belong there like he he's a guy that's just it seems like he's just he's floating through games um I think there's a a, a, not to read too much into body language or whatever, but you see that and it's pretty obvious. It's just, you know, it doesn't seem like he, like he can be engaged. Mm -hmm. um, But it just, maybe it doesn't look that way. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't come across that way.
0: Maybe the most alarming thing to me about TB right now. uh, Yeah. I wish he would quadruple his shot attempts per game, but eight in the last two games, eight. That's crazy. What worries me more or stands out to me more is the effort on the defensive end. um, if, if he is matched up on somebody on the perimeter, they are driving right by him. Mm-hmm. No resistance, no, no, uh, nothing. He's just like, uh, one of those cones or like the guys who do the drills, the dribbling drills and they'll put like a trash can in front yeah. and you just kind of cross it over and go on about your business. Like make your move yeah. and just get by this thing. Um, uh, it's, it's wild. And, and that's why I think I said this on the post game. Like, I don't know, but it appears to me that he is either a hurt or not completely healthy or b doesn't care. Yeah. Um and I knowing Trevin, yeah, I don't think that. either it one of those things would be true. That. Yeah, it does. Uh because he's such a competitive guy. So at the end of the day, something is going on there and and for the good of the team and for the good of him and his future because he's so incredibly talented like he's got to figure it out. Yeah. Um. And and so you know, going back to like who has to be, uh, the guy consistently alongside Tremont Mark, it's him.
1: Yeah. I, I it's don't. The know. Most logical. <laughs> I mean, it's the most logical place to go. Oh, brother. Uh, so I I, uh, I mentioned this before we started recording. I reached out to a a coach that I really respect mm-hmm. and just asked him, you know, from his perspective, like what what does a turnaround look like potentially for Arkansas, he started with TB. He said, stop playing TB 25 plus minutes. He doesn't produce on offense. and He's a major part of their defensive problems. Doesn't rotate, doesn't protect the rim, can't guard on the perimeter, awful help side defender, not a good rebounder. True turns, and he man. he said, you know, the narrative is already starting to turn to maybe still nursing his knee or his ankle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks that Arkansas can get better if, you know, he plays 15 minutes or less, which is, it's, it's, it's a crazy it's, thought. Like, especially think about where we were with him before the season started. Yeah. And where we are now, it's, it could not be more night and day. Can't play Trevin Brazil, or you got to play him a little bit, le- like play him like a, like a bit rotation guy. Right. He, Trevin Brazil shouldn't be a, a rotation player, like, or a role player. You know what I'm saying? No. But I didn't, should, I didn't, shouldn't have said rotate shouldn't be a rotation he shouldn't be a role player right i mean if you again if you look at the ken pom you know role designations he's not a significant contributor he's not a go-to guy um kind of a limited limited role guy right now what i mean i don't know what else eight shots in two games is yeah exactly not limited role guy right i mean uh,
0: gosh,
1: i'm just blown away by that but uh, i'm almost tired of beating this dead horse i know but we gotta talk it, about but something that's <laughs> um that's what a potential turnaround looks like. It's either TB yeah. really gets back to who he, you know, believed he was at the beginning of the year. Because you mm-hmm. remember after the Duke game, he's like, you know, you matched up against an all-American at some points in the game with Filipowski. And he's like, Yeah, I don't really worry about that stuff because I think I'm one of those guys. Yeah. Like an all-America type guy. But it's just it's fallen well short of that, you know, in the in the many many weeks since yeah.
0: i mean i just feel i feel very much like out of answers you know with the rest of these guys and i I can only imagine like what that staff feels like and i don't feel bad for them like I mean, you got to figure it out like you put this roster together um they're not bought in for you right now so like it's on them but uh i don't know like The only thing Eric hasn't done at this point is start Caleb Battle. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like it's not like he's allergic to starting guys who haven't been playing well or at all. So might as well give him a shot in Oxford and see if it you know revives his pulse or something. I don't know, dude. Um, uh, Let's talk about like scheme stuff here for a few minutes, like real quick. I mean, are you able to to pinpoint anything that stands out to you um, offensively right now that could serve as like. A quick fix or or just maybe a suggestion to get this bunch going because it just seems like they just pass around the perimeter with just yeah. kind of casual half ass movement until I might just
1: yield my time to you, the former coach, and just fine sit uh, here and i'll i'll be the I'll be the student here it, for a second
0: well it it's just uh if this is what the Milwaukee Bucks run, I must not be watching the Milwaukee bucks. I'm sorry it, I just don't like, yeah, what is this and I don't know if it's scheme so much as it is just no sense of urgency. Like Muss is right and and he talked about this in the post game like they don't work to get open. Right. They don't set their man up for screens. They don't cut hard. They, they're just easy to guard right now. They are very Incredibly very easy, easy to, guard. to guard. Like no defense is uncomfortable trying to defend Arkansas. It's just kind of have we ever said that about an opposing team's offense
1: this year? Just just like no, man, Arkansas <laughs> like Arkansas's You know, Arkansas's opponent is just really easy to lie. Like, there has, I don't feel like I've said that maybe since the Alcorn State game. Yeah. But maybe there were even moments in that game, you know, where Arkansas's given up, you know, just silly buckets.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to me, if, if they're just not going to, you know, operate with, with the urgency required, you got to scrap this half court motion. Like, this offense, it's just, it's just not working. It's just pass jog cut somebody go iso and take a bad shot uh to me i would be telling these dudes like when you get the rebound or when you inbound the ball run 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 you create as many opportunities in transition as you can and if you don't get anything out of your primary break uh then look your ass over to the sideline and watch me put up however many fingers for the set that we're gonna run. Because yeah. if you guys can't create good shots, I'm gonna create them for you. Right. And if they don't wanna run it, I feel like one of the best
1: things Arkansas has, especially when L. Ellis is in the game, is just letting him run up their backside and yeah. like transition or semi transition. Right. Like that I'm, might be one of the best things they have. In you have to create
0: that and um, go to the offensive glass.
1: Dude, they don't. Yeah, they don't do that like, at all. Just dead that. last, like dead last in league games. In offensive rebound rate, and Arkansas is officially now 300th in the country in uh, offensive rebound.
0: Yeah, re- dude. I rebound mean, rebound rate for the year. You're missing plenty of shots, uh, so you could at least gobble some yeah, of no them job. up. Yeah, you know. And yeah, he
1: put up 62 shots the other day, and I think they only made what was it, 20? 23 or 20 something. something. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it was uh, 23 of 62. So there's yeah, there's I mean, quite a few shots. And how many to,
0: offensive rebounds did they get in the game? They had
1: eight. The three of them were team. Yeah. So like off, right you know, so missed, missed end of, uh, of two free throws.
0: And I know we we talked about this on the last show because we were talking about, like, why don't they get on the offensive glass more? It was an emphasis early in the year, and we thought maybe it's because the transition defense is stunk, and so they don't want to send a bunch of guys to the glass. They're trying to get back. Well, whether it's your transition defense or your half-court half defense, it still stinks, so, like, you might as well <laughs> give yourself yeah. an opportunity to get some easy buckets and putbacks.
1: Do bad shots lead to, like... Almost unre offensive unoffensive reboundable. Does I don't even know what I'm trying to say here? It's very early. I, you're I get it though. But do bad shots lead to less opportunity for offensive rebounds? I guess Maybe. that's the way to say it.
0: And it's also, I think it also goes back to the effort and the energy standpoint of it. Like, I don't know how many times Saturday I saw a contested long two. And then four guys just jogging back defensively. Nobody going to the glass. And uh, that's just not going to get it done. And so I I think the thought process maybe was this could be a, you know, make-a-play team instead of a a run-a-play team. You just can't trust them to do it. Yeah. And so I would would just tell them, run. If you don't have anything, back it out. We're getting into a set, and I'm going to get the shot that I want and create the matchup that I want. And if you guys screw it up, then fine. Uh, but at least he has some control over it at that point. Uh, defensively, I mean, they're just bad at it. I, I mean, we're just we're 18 games in the season. They're outside the top 100. Um, it's wild, man. Like they can't guard. And
1: yeah, about the only thing <laughs> that they do well defensively is block
0: shots. Thank God for that.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) you know, right now they're not really sending opponent. They're not sending you know opponents in league play anyway to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. So that's
0: yeah, defend without at least better. Um, It's because they're like unmolested going to the rim. You know, like yeah, they couldn't even reach someone to foul them if they wanted to.
1: Yeah, lots of like that's that's the thing. You know, I haven't really mentioned the shots defended uh, track the other day. God, something that really (laughs) bugged me um, while I was charting this is just the number of uncontested shots that South Carolina got the other day. I had South Carolina 6 of 10 on uncontested shots. Um, Texas A&M got 5 uncontested shots. And you let South Carolina get twice as many. And you know 2 of 3 uncontested 3's for South Carolina. And so it's just... It's
0: like 3 uncontested 3's is still... Like that's too many. Do you remember... I can't remember when it was in the game. It was in the second half, like when the wheels had already come off. And I don't know who was not matched up with with the guy on the perimeter. uh, But T-Mark was basically defending the block in transition. And he just left the big man on the block and just kind of halfway jogged out to the perimeter. And the dude just, he was like, what the hell is going on? He just dumped it in for an uncontested dunk. Like, that is... Arkansas basketball defensively in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and, and we just kind of looked at each other like I just don't are you I, me? I don't
1: recognize there are and Eric's right he's absolutely right especially defensively there's just no traits that any of his his previous teams have had they just don't, they they don't dig deep they're they're not you know they're not sound in the gaps you know I, I do you remember the last time that you know not that somebody got beat off the dribble but somebody gets like ball handler beats say T-Mark, for example, the last time a guy came in from the wing to dig down, come up with a steal. I don't remember the last time that happened. Uh, it feels like that happened a lot in the past.
0: Yeah, the last the last time I can remember, and it wasn't even that exact example, but just someone kind of anticipating and reading and making a defensive play yeah. was Devo, the one time he played well against Wilmington. Yeah. Um, you remember that because you I remember you asked the question about mm-hmm. it where he just it was he knew the whole evil. time. Yeah. yeah, and he just kind of cut in front of that pass and made a play. Uh they just don't do it. And and so in terms of the fix, like you know when I had teams or when we had teams at, at Lindenwood that struggled to guard the ball and struggled with some things defensively, um we went with the pack line defense, like the Virginia special yeah. over there. Um because it just puts help in help position and it eliminates um, having help and recover on closeouts. It just makes teams that might struggle with that lateral movement um, you know, a, a little bit better off in terms of of guarding. Um, and it, it makes teams beat you from three because you just uh, essentially create a shell that eliminates the drive altogether. Um,
1: Does Arkansas want it? Teams taking more threes on it,
0: then that's exactly <laughs> it. So then my other thought is okay, well, what else would we do? And we would just, we would, when we suck defensively, like we would get gimmicky and we would zone, we would go two, three, one possession, we go one, two, one, one the next, we would half court trap, we would full court press, we'd two, two, one. Yeah, uh, we would just mix it up over and over and over. We would even do things where we would be in a two, three matchup zone. And we knew what the other team was running. And when the point guard got back up to the front to get the ball, um, we would switch to man right away in the middle of a possession. Just doing things like that, to just to make other teams uncomfortable uh, yeah. and not know what's going on. We'd switch up ball screen coverages. We'd hedge. We would do the drop coverage. We would trap the ball screens. We would switch things uh, and, and just throwing different looks to kind of you know take away some of the reads and really make the, the opponent think. So I was like, well, maybe that's the answer. But then I go back and listen to Mus' press conference, and he's like, we tried everything. Yeah, we, did. Yeah, we zoned, he did, he we did. manned, we switched ball screens, yeah, we, so we iced them, we did this, everything. we did that. And he's right. Like At the end of the day, um, if, if you can't guard and you're not playing hard enough, it doesn't matter what you do schematically. And so it, it's like it all comes back to that. Um, I just it's, don't it's, know, it's, Scotty, how you coach effort. Yeah. because it it seems like the way to do that is by offering the bench to those who don't bring it but if you did that like you said you wouldn't be able to put five guys on the court right yeah. now it's just i
1: don't know man maybe they should just play with four and see how the, see how that works you have one <laughs> less
0: guy one less guy who's not in the right spot exactly exactly we're not I, getting blown by saturday I, I feel like an idiot first of all because when these struggles came up um you know at the beginning of SEC play i kind of told myself you know keep an open mind take it game by game but don't overreact to anything until there's a pattern well the the pattern has been they stink and one win over texas a&m and i was kind of drinking that Kool-Aid again of you know what that's what they needed they're going to figure it out it, it, you just can't trust them saturday was very eye opening to me and Fool me want, shame on me. But you're like, you're not going to get me again. Um, I want to keep giving that benefit of the doubt, and I, and I think Eric's great. Um, And boy, he's figured it out time and time again. But this group is a mess. Yeah. Where Where are you at with them? I I just. No, I
1: think I'm I'm I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm <laughs> out. I'm like, obviously, I'm still going to cover them. Yeah. Talk about them. Write about them. Um, but I I I think I'm past the point where I think they're they're going to figure it out. I mean, there's they have a track record of showing us that they're not going to figure it out, right? You know what I mean? Whether it's, um, I mean, you go back to even the, the Lipscomb game, up twenty, up twenty plus in that game, should have went to overtime. Maybe should have lost that game in regulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Texas A&M. Two of your last four losses, or two of your last four wins, you know, going back to Lipscomb, um, you've blown a twenty-point lead in, and somehow found a way to to win it. Right. But even in your wins, like you're not convincing anybody, yeah, of anything, other yeah. than you know you're just other than you're not connected on defense. And I think the only thing we know is, you know, Tremont Marcus, you know, your top guy on offense, yeah. and everything else around him is just very game to game.
0: Four losses in the sec and they've all come by double digits two of them by more than 20 points two of them at home and they haven't even played the good teams in the league yet if we're we're really being honest i mean aside from auburn you know yeah um they haven't seen kentucky yet boy they're about to uh they haven't seen tennessee yet they haven't seen bama's offense yet mississippi state's good like it hasn't even gotten real for them yet and they haven't really been competitive outside of one game. and now
1: you're about to hit a stretch where three of your next four are on the road. Yeah. so uh, are you gonna like I keep going back to like, can you dig deep at all? I, I used to say during football season when Sam Pittman kept going on fourth and short, and you know, the offense he's trying to get the offense to impose its will when it has no will to impose. <laughs> one of those deals i just yeah i don't know you can't dig deep on a you can't dig deep if you don't have any guts about you you don't have any pride about you um so i mean yeah i'm skeptical
0: yeah i
1: mean and i it wouldn't surprise me if Ole miss is a loss kentucky is a loss and then you're looking at a 1 and 6 sec start and then you got to go to missouri and then you got to go to lsu
0: right which and LSU is much improved. Yeah. And Missouri stinks, but they did just beat Florida at home, and those dudes are ready to see Trevin Brazil. They are. So it, it's uh, it's worrisome. I'll say this: uh, just give a shout out to our our man Andrew Ellis. Like he said a couple times, uh, you know, on John's show. Like, can we all agree that if if this Arkansas team figures it out and you know makes the tournament, and gets to the Sweet Sixteen again, like we will never. Evaluate an Eric Musselman coach team like big picture until February. Like we won't even try. Yeah, we'll just take it one game sample size at a time. You know, of well today, this is what happened. I, I won't talk about where they're at in bracketology. I won't talk about where they're trending. It doesn't matter yeah. if they figured out this year because this is tough. And and at ten and eight and one and four in the league, and I, I think they were like one eighteen in the net. I looked last night. Um, they're out. Like they're eliminated from an at-large bid unless they just do something crazy. Yeah, you know, like really, like we're talking ten and three, probably more better than that the rest of the regular season. Um, What we're looking at, I think, realistically, barring a minor miracle, is the only chance those dudes are going to go to the NCAA tournament is if they win the SEC tournament. Yeah, and they can't.
1: That's and it's sad to say that just yeah. like after five SEC games. But I right. think you're yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like it was a team that after you beat A&M, you finally get back into that considered conversation mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Lenardi, and then you lose at home to a team that's also on the bubble. Right. Like you're just you're not showing particularly well against teams that are on the bubble, like Florida and mm-hmm. Georgia, Texas AM. I misspoke on the second look the other day and said they were projected to be a five. They were projected to be a nine the day after uh, arkansas beat them so arkansas has not been good against now the bubblicious teams and, yeah, in, in the league so and honestly, and that's not a good look at all
0: you know they could they could go on the road and beat omis on wednesday and then they could take advantage of the uh, the atmosphere for college game day whatever that's going to be on saturday and beat kentucky and it still doesn't move the needle for them it, yeah. that's, that's just where they're at now it's like, going to look like a one-off yeah like they're going to have to really, really rattle like, some Eric off. Eric has
1: talked in the past about you know your your college teams over the course of like a thirty or thirty one game schedule or whatever. Probably not going to have it a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. If Arkansas gets Kentucky, people will talk about you know that that Kentucky game being right. one of those those two nights where they just didn't have it. Yeah. Oh, and they the other do, one was against Wilmington. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you did it against Arkansas and Wilmington potentially.
0: Right. And man, I don't know.
1: But nobody's going to slow down that Kentucky offense. No. so Hell no.
0: Can we take a second and talk about Big Z? Buddy, that was electric. That's dude. That I, have, electric. I have no idea what his name is. But the 7'2", Croatian kid for Kentucky that was not eligible for the first 17 games or whatever. And then they, they put a billboard up outside the NCAA headquarters saying Free Z. And uh, he finally gets cleared. And that dude was incredible, man. I'm going
1: to give this a shot. Zvonimir, Ivisich,
0: I think that's it. I was listening to our our favorite guy, Matt Norlander, him and Gary Parish this morning, I, and they were talking about him. I think you nailed it. Zvonimir, yeah, seven go. two. Like, where do you get these guys? Like, they were already arguably one of the deepest teams in the country. Very young, you know, a lot of talented freshmen. And, yeah, this dude comes in, and he's blocking shots. He's in transition, like, with behind the back, like, on the dime, kick out threes. It's like the first time he touched the basketball.
1: He just, (laughs) like, whipped out a Harlem Globetrotter behind the back pass. And did you see the one shot inside the arc that he missed? Mm -hmm. He caught the ball at the free throw line, spin move faster than any of Arkansas's guards can pull off. Yeah. Went up for a dunk and missed it, but I was just, like, oh my god dude this like, dude
0: hit three threes he was blocking shots he's getting rebounds he got a tech for uh for hanging on the rim on a dunk like it was it was intense and it was exciting and i'm looking forward in a way to seeing him in person on saturday but then again i'm also not yeah kentucky brings this dude and reed Shepard and rob dillingham off the bench that's their bench
1: yeah that's. Yeah, that's, um, that's silly.
0: Yikes, man, that's uh, that's gonna be an interesting game. On we the, are on getting the biggest ahead of stages. ourselves
1: talking about a game that's five days away still. But <laughs> yeah. well, I told y'all on um on the pot at the palace, you know, before the South Carolina game, I hope he took the the Kentucky Georgia over. Yeah, it was a pretty high one sixty two, but they ended up scoring combined 201 points it was I like think.
0: 105 to 96 <laughs> yeah like yes yeah, so i yeah, hope you, nailed you took that my one. advice
1: on the over on and that to, one
0: not to pat well, i mean we kind of need to pat ourselves on the back a little bit because um if you listen to us talk about our predictions in any form or fashion whether it's betting bold predictions of the game itself for arkansas we're mostly idiots um but you and i kind of nailed it on the rest of the sec yeah. i mean the Kentucky, Georgia overhit. We we thought Kentucky would get that done. Uh Vanderbilt covered at Mississippi State. Um
1: 15 was a bunch of points. Yeah.
0: Tennessee took care of business against Alabama. You know, like we we, we kind of look like we yeah, knew what we, we were talking we, yeah, about. Yeah, we had
1: the Auburn hammering. Auburn blowing out Ole Miss. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um let's we'll react to whatever Mus has to say if we talk to him uh pre-Ole Miss, but we'll we'll kind of dive deeper into what that matchup looks like I don't like it uh but for our, for our Wednesday morning episode so so we'll skip that for now but um before we come on again we will have had the Tuesday night slate for SEC ball so let, let's take a look at these games real quick and let's maybe provide our picks and then get out of here there's only two uh, games on Tuesday okay um I don't have I haven't been on Kimpom to look at lines but we've got Kentucky at South Carolina um I feel pretty comfortable in saying Kentucky's gonna Beat the hell out of them. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that line's gonna look like on the road. Like they're probably still gonna be what oh, I would imagine, yeah, I was gonna say about
1: seven or eight points. Yeah. yeah. Um but again, the over in Kentucky games has hit 14 yeah. of the last 15. So um I mean, if you were it almost felt like you're watching an NBA game the other day. It's just like <laughs> both teams shooting damn near 60 percent, and Kentucky's just got guy after guy after guy after guy just ending. rolling into the game and hitting shots yeah it's just it's tough i like i i south Carolina's. south carolina is better than i thought it was gonna be um the the thing that that bugs me the other day though was south carolina came in here and basically punked arkansas michi johnson had eight points yeah
0: Miles seven Studi shots. didn't play. Miles
1: Studi didn't play. You got a dude named Zach, Zach Davis went for a dozen on you. Um, Taylor Cooper, 11 points, five assists, four rebounds. So he was, you know, he was pretty good. BJ, but like the front court guys just absolutely torched targets. All they put up like what their starting backcourt, BJ Mack and then the Murray Boyles kid yeah. combined for 29.
0: And then the phenom known as Josh Gray off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gave him six. Yeah. Just gave him six. That, I mean, that's got to be I mean, probably he came a in, season r- Dude, high. he
0: came in right away, and it was like, block shot, offensive rebound, two layups. And I'm just thinking, kidding me with this guy?
1: Like, yeah. All of that to say, Arkansas couldn't handle him, uh, but Kentucky will.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the other game, Missouri, who was it their first SEC win? Maybe so. Um, over Florida at home, but they got to go on the road uh to see Texas A&M. Texas oh, A&M lost, just beat Missouri LSU. Lost to
1: Florida. They did lose
0: to Florida. Yeah, by a dozen. Oh, they did. Man, I just completely overlooked that. Then okay. Yeah. Um. So we called. We called that one. Yeah. So they're really struggling. Then yep. eight and ten overall, zero oh and five in the league. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they're gonna go down to to College Station and get beat up on.
1: Yeah, Ken Palm's got it as a as a ten point. Ten point spread at the moment. Yeah,
0: I might go A to cover that if they can make some shots. But like, yeah, I look at A the offensive rebounding team, and I look at Missouri, who starts six six Noah Carter at center. Um, second chance points are going to come in bunches, I think, for the Aggies in this. Yeah, one.
1: Missouri's defense is dead last in uh, in SEC games. Our, so Missouri's defense is last in <laughs> efficiency in league games, effective field goal percentage allowed, thirteenth in offensive rebound rate uh last in sending teams to the free throw line last in three-point field goal defense and opponents are shooting like over 80 percent at the free throw line so there's not just exactly a whole lot going right for Missouri and so I don't see why I don't see why A&M couldn't couldn't win by double figures in that maybe game maybe
0: that's who Arkansas needs to see actually is Missouri yeah, yeah. maybe that's it it, it maybe yeah that could light a fire under Trevin Brazil exactly Maybe that's it. You know what I mean? He just like the hate. We'll circle that he, on the calendar. He's fueled by the, <laughs> the haters fuel
1: him. You know what I mean?
0: I really want to go, um, especially if Arkansas, maybe they win a game or two here. I don't know. But uh, I would like to just be in that environment in Columbia just to see firsthand like what it's like for him. Yeah. And I, I, they don't like Arkansas either. I just wonder either, though, so. what
1: the, the environment is going to look like, like if Missouri basketball keeps trending the way. That it is, yeah. Right it's now. Like, like one in so one in seven
0: Arkansas and, 0 and 08 Missouri. <laughs> <You're right>. For <laughs> like, yeah, gosh, man. Uh, yeah, like unless, uh, unless we get a Connor over legacy game, the Tigers are, are gonna get beat at Texas AM for sure. Um, anything else you want to get off your chest? or we have we do you feel better after just I mean, I don't about feel this a little bit?
1: I don't feel better because we've got a Watch this again in a, in a few days. I feel and like I said I just, what I needed to say. I don't, maybe. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know what exactly is going to change. Um, Man, but yeah, you know the, the I tracked the shots defended and the potential assists and whatnot. I had Arkansas's potential assist leader the other day was L. Ellis with five, which is mm-hmm. not good. I think I had twenty uh, for the entire game, and then you know just it bugs me too that you know a few days after. You know Tremont Mark and Devo Davis have really good games you know defending shots. Um, they gave up a combined six buckets the other day against Texas A and M on 28 shots, and then against South Carolina, Devo gave up three buckets on three shots defended, including two threes on two attempts, and T-Mark gave up four buckets on five shots defended, including two threes on three defended. against worst players, against worst players. Yeah, that's effort yeah it's it's effort and focus it's just a yeah, a complete lack of consistency like you feel like we we were talking about is t is t mark maybe you know potentially turning the corner as a defender and then just it doesn't doesn't translate and then tb you know tied tied with t mark and chandler lawson with four buckets um given up that was the most of of individual players uh, but chandler lawson at least defended 12 shots so his Thirty. He was looking at thirty-three percent, but Trevor Brazil gave up four on four on eight shots. So it's just not pretty. It's consistently not pretty. That's the that's the the one thing that you can you can bank on.
0: Yeah, man, that's.
1: I think I got it off my chest now.
0: I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad. Yeah, you know, coming into this, we were like, hey, this is going to be an event and a therapy session and a roast, and it kind of was all of those things. And we also did try to at least offer, you know maybe put ourselves in Musa's shoes and see what we would do. I, I just, I think I'm probably just most fascinated uh, going into this Ole Miss game to see who plays and if anything changes, I I don't know, but we will, uh, we'll come back on Wednesday, have it in your feed Wednesday morning uh, previewing this Ole Miss game. It's going to be a tough matchup for Arkansas. Anything is a tough matchup for Arkansas right now, but these guys in particular, I, I don't think uh, that's who you want to see when you're kind of reeling the way the Razorbacks are, but uh, maybe we'll talk to musk between now and then maybe we won't uh but at any rate we will be back to talk to all you guys on wednesday this has been curtis Wilkerson, scotty borderline natty state sports appreciate you guys for tuning in to the pod at the palace